final hour. Coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. People show brought to you by Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment. Be a champion on the work site. Find them together online at D-L-E-A-M-C.com. Oh, do we usually play this music this long? That's a... Changes tones there. You just run it. That's right awesome. Now. That's I good. Run it through the whole hour. You're supposed to play it while you're doing your read. No, no, I know, but I never heard that little change in. That's solid. Ooh, that's a. That's Often a I think you know it should be like a basketball game, and you're on here in your 25 minute segment or so. You right. Find a 25 minute hook, and yeah. it runs constantly, right, without a guest. It Did just you watch Oppenheimer? Under... No, because it's very much like that. It, there's just music underneath it the entire way, really? and it just it adds to the pace of the movie. We have the beds for like certain of segments. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. It adds to it. I love that. Just it, it covers up all the mistakes that Walking, Vic is yeah. making. <laughs> Walking musical score. When the I uh, love that. When the movie American Graffiti, one of my all-time faves, came out, so that's back in the early '70s. But I remember when they were signing people up to act in the movie, they were saying. Uh, it is a, uh, the music never stops, but it's not a musical. And I remember a couple of the actors going, what are you talking about? And then it's just a soundtrack of the fifties yeah. that basically runs through the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, it's not a musical, but the music never stops. So this could be Bic, Bic Nation. New version of, uh, actually, I, I don't call it Bic Nation. Bic Nation. I, I call it, uh, cause my last name is Nizar. I try to call it Niz Army. Nice one. Yeah. See me Bic Niz Army. Yeah. Is it catching on at all? No. No. Try Nation. Uh, Bick Nation, and your thing is it, you have the music bed like a basketball game running under Steph Curry playing all the one of these guys you really want to see, and he, he plays under the whole segment. For it changed the industry. Right 35. There. It changed the industry right now. Get everybody fired. You'll be the only one. You'll be on the top of the heap. Uh, I, I was late to back in the studio. We have a, a dog in the office today to, to, to lift morale. Dog hanging out in the office. That's Canberra's yeah. young, pup. young pup. Yeah. It's really cool, just just sitting there sleeping. Docile dog, but it's, it's just yeah. You didn't, you were just in the office of Cam. Did you sit down and all of a sudden notice? Hey, there's a did, Cam. Do you know no, there's I a knew, dog I under knew. your desk? I was hyped. I was hyped because I went I was, in early. I was equally as hyped. Yeah. Like he told me today, he's like, "Hey, the dog's coming to the office," and I replied like full, <laughs> full capitals. Yeah. I'm hyped. And look, I think you're great. But see, I was, I'd be, I was, I'd be I was more ex- I'd be Jack more than hyped. You were hyped. I, I'd be I was more excited to see the dog than than I was to work with you. And I was like, yeah. "Cool, Brooke, well, I've heard Bick and Brooke today. That'll the, be fun." Not the first time I've heard but, that. Uh, the the dog in the office yeah. is, is a major. Uh, I went in to say office pick me up. I went in to say hello to Cam when I got here, and his first screw up. Well, second screw up. First of all, he he hired me. The second screw up was his, he left his door unlocked, and I came in. Uh, and I sat on the chair and all of a sudden, hey, Cam, by the way, do you know there's a dog under your desk? <laughs> and, uh, and he did, but he brought his dog here today as well. And the dog is, that's a pretty chill dog. By the way, do I sound like Alan Alda? Do you even know who that is? The guy from yeah, MASH? MASH, yeah. Young kids, the guy from, cause now and then people say, have told me I sound like Alan Alda a little bit, which, you know, there's worse. But, yeah, you kind of do. I don't know. He'd want some medical terms. I don't know any medical terms. Suture. Stat. No, just say Stat. Suture. Stat. Frank Burns eats worms. There you go. Henry Blake. Oh, man. Radar. Yeah. Hey, if I save this guy, I can't save the other guy. There you go. That's my Alan Old. Just going back to the dog. Stat. There. What are the office pick-me-ups? Like, are we going like, back to your story No, again? I was going to say, like, free food is a big office pick-me-up. Go. Yeah, free food. Yeah. You can never go wrong with free food. Half day. Free food. Comp. Okay. Comp sounds better than complimentary food. Sounds good. Yeah, no Vegas pit boss is like, hey, we're going to give you a no, complimentary but, room. Yeah. Just say comp. You've lost so much money here. 
We're going to feed you so you'll be strong enough to come back to the table again. You've basically paid for the room. We'll give you a Man. complimentary room. They give it to the winners, though. Those are the people who get it. I, I never understood that. Well, they give it to the people bit. that have money. Yeah, the so they show money. give I've you never, a free I, room. Eventually, you'll lose that money, so you get the free room. Never got comped. Losers like myself, you're not getting much. Any, You've been comped? No. No. I think breakfast once or twice, actually. Oh, there you go. That's through the years. But I don't think I was winning. I think the guy's feeling sorry for me. Coming out ahead in Vegas. And it's just like, man, this is 135 pounds. It's getting worse. Let's get this guy free breakfast. But he's, yeah, the winners. He's losing that five dollar blackjack. We got to give him something. Man, it was one dollar blackjack. I think. Oh man, just give him, give him breakfast. One dollar blackjack. Yeah, back in the day, you could play blackjack for a buck, free drinks. Yeah, that's yeah, why the town's gone downhill. Times used to be a lot better than now. You kids <laughs> suffering through today, <laughs> tipping, you know, all that stuff. Prices are going up. The lack of ashtrays everywhere. The lack of ashtrays around. I mean, that one might be something yep. that we improved yep. on. Yep. Uh, 650, 650, whatever's on your mind. Uh, office, pick me up. What do you need during the summer? A fan at the very least. Heat wave's killing me right now. It's not even a heat wave. Do you have AC at home? No. Well. And my place face west. It's just a disaster. I, I dread going So a corner suite, middle suite? Corner. Corner, yeah. at least. You get a cross breeze. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yep. Actually, it's like a modified corner. It's like, I don't know. Okay. No cross breeze. Not an architect. I don't know. No. Like, it, it indents at this spot. and Doesn't just going home and putting a fan right in front of you and turning it on and, it, and blows the warm air on you. It feels like you're in Here's Hawaii the and there's trade winds coming in. Doesn't that just work? A little bit, but not, okay. not well enough. You I, a better I came, fan. I came home the other day uh, and they were like cleaning the windows. So I had to like close the doors oh. and all that. Yeah, that's a rough one. I never smelt temperature. Like, <laughs> I walked in and it smelled hot. <laughs> I was like, like, there's nothing rotting in my place or anything like that. Where's the hottest place you've been? In the world? Yeah. Singapore. And how hot is it there? It was, it was hot a lot. Hot and humid? Yeah. It was like, the you, you get into the airport and it feels great. It's like, cool. Mm. I, I heard bad things. The airport, it's fully AC. The doors open to enter Singapore. Over. Like a punch in the face. And I was like, <gasps> like the, the air like left my body. And I was like, oh, okay. But it, it's a lot. But you, you, you relax and you get hang into out it. Of the it was air- fine. You yeah. hang out of the airport. Yeah. It, it, it was... Yeah. It was a lot. Never leave the airport. Just keep staying there every day. <laughs> but my place, it was like, it was too hot. It, yeah. It smelled hot. I had to like spray Febreze everywhere to like oh. smell colder, which doesn't make sense. That makes but no it, it, sense it at all. But like you-, you That doesn't, that doesn't make zero sense. Just but put a put a bowl full. It, it, was, it was a lot. And then you open the windows and everything was fine. Put your fan in front of you, whether you like to or not. Turn it on high. Put a bowl full of ice in front of that fan and enjoy. Yeah, it's a move. Air too much for you. Too yeah, yeah. That's too much for you. Enjoy the heat then. Not heat guy. Yeah. I, I'm pro winter. Are you a cold shower guy? Uh, yeah. Not always, but like. Mister, oh, that's a good one. Just came in. Bye bye, Leaf Hater Steve. Get a Mister bottle with a fan attached. But even so, I'm thinking you get a Mister bottle. You spray bottle. Yeah. You get it with Tupperware. You get one of those. And turn the fan on and just keep spraying the Can't mist. Can't carry right all in. these things around, people. Oh, man. Spray the mist. But good call down there. I've, I've adjusted what Steve's saying here a little bit, but that's, that's I, I feel call. like uh, Jack Nicholson, though, and A Few Good Men. It's like, hey, I'm a reasonable man, but this heat's making me crazy. Unreasonable? Yeah. The, uh, by the way, uh, Steve, I did want to ask you. Dollar Store, he says, you can buy a Mr. Bottle with a fan attached, and I saw, and it's battery operated, I believe. I saw someone ordered one of these on Amazon the other day. That was pretty cool, but I didn't know, I'd like to know what Dollar Store you got that at, Leaf Hater, because I want to go get one of those. That's pretty cool. Mr. Bottle with a fan. All right. 
We're learning. We're yeah. learning today. What else you got? What else do you want to know? You're hot. You have west facing. You don't have a cross breeze. You don't want to put a bowl of ice in front of your fan. That's too much hassle. Uh, I will. I will. Just try that. It, yeah. It doesn't work that well. I'm living with like the fan five feet away from Just me, stand in front of the, open the refrigerator door and get in. But how am I supposed to like live the life? I'm not going to stand in front of the fridge. It's like two days, man. It's two days. You could put up. Next week's not supposed to be good, is it? It's going to be next week. Things going to cool down, and soon it'll be dark and gloomy for two months over the winter, and rain every day, and the grass will be green again, and you'll be in heaven. You do strike me as like a thirty plus guy. You love it. No, I used to. When I was, true story. When I was younger, it was like, oh, it can't be hot enough. But as uh, in the last 10 years, all of a sudden when we get these heat waves coming in and they're rocking 30 degrees as an example for seven, eight, first couple of days are okay. You get me to day five, six, and seven, and I'm like, yeah, okay. You can turn that down if you want now. So don't get old is the thing. <laughs> and it's true. Things are, I've tried. Things are worse. I know. Good luck to you. But yeah, it's just the, the body, the mind, it won't Ooh. handle as much as when I, I was in my 20s. Here's a good one. Uh, Alistair and Victoria. We had other things to talk about. We'll get to in a second. Maybe we don't. Uh, <laughs> Maybe choice, we won't. If I had a choice between minus 35 and plus 35, I'm taking minus 35 every day of the week. It depends how long that's going to last, though. Look, every I, day I've of the d- week? I've done both. I'll take minus 35. Well, then you can layer up and stay yeah. indoors. My minus 35 years, my, my, my winter years, my northern years have, have coached me how to deal with minus 35. Really? Plus 35, my body just like shuts down. Well, I'm not yeah. good at it. But get, you can put on a coat, right? But you, you eventually run out of clothing to take off when it's plus 35. I want to know for how long, though. And it says all, any, every day of the week. So if you're going to give me minus 35 for like two months, I don't want plus 35 for two months either. But The problem is daylight up north. It, it's not necessarily the temperature, but like I would wake up dark, go yeah. to work. You're inside in an mm-hmm. office. You leave and you've missed the sunshine. That sounds like Vancouver in the winter. But worse, very like, simple. Like, very simple. Like four hours, like you're, of, you're, of daylight. Yeah, yeah, four or five hours. You're like you miss it. Yeah, you really miss it. But again, Vancouver's so dark and gloomy in the winter that it feels like it's sure. the same thing anyway. It never brightens up. Uh, Steve-O, thanks, buddy. He tells me I can get one of those. So I'll tell you the Mister Bottle with a fan attack. Kingsway and Gladstone. Probably beat the heat wave. Five bucks, something like that. I'll try. I'll play uh, this one. Can the boys not make a trade? What are we talking about here? Which boys? I'm assuming the Canucks. Can the boys not make a trade? I mean, they decidedly can. They're up against Could the Could you rephrase that? Because that's negative upon negative. Can the boys not make a trade? Could you rephrase that? Maybe that was a, a, a mistext. Maybe I don't someone's know. Someone's like uh, trying to source out the fantasy football. Can league. the boys not make a trade? I can't put that in a positive context. Uh, all right. One of the things we didn't want to talk about, though, we'll get to it. Uh, you want to. Uh, at some point, we'll get some hockey content going on here. Uh, okay. This isn't a question of like, hey, who do you think is going to be really good? Boston Bruins, 300-plus goal differential, anything like that, whatever they were last year, 135. I think it was. We're not looking for like who's going to be the best teams. Yesterday, we talked about improved teams. Today, just who are you excited to watch? It could be whatever reason, individual, the team itself. Just going into next season, who are you excited to watch? Send in 650-650, and I'm going to put in one automatic bid here. Edmonton, just because it's... Look, I know it's in division. I know it's the Oilers. But watching Connor McDavid's a blast. Appointment TV if you can watch it. Always. So let's remove that one. Always, a, oh, by the way, just on that front, always uh, if McDavid couldn't get into Vancouver, as an example, I don't care if the Canucks have to play against him and he can beat the Canucks. 
I want to see as much Conor McDavid as I possibly can, whether that's playing the Canucks on TV or hopefully live. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was drafted into their West and came into Edmonton, if he's in the East, he'd be like Crosby. You see him every now and then, but we get a lot of McDavid. And that's what I like about a guy who's going to be on my list in a moment, too, who's going to play in Chicago, got drafted in Chicago. Those little hooks, not to sidebar mm-hmm. or sidetrack your no, story, no. but it's like Gretzky was in Edmonton. We saw him eight times a year. If he was in the East, you don't have that luxury. So there's lots of guys in the East we don't see either. But the fact that McDavid is playing in Edmonton right now, we get to see more of him. I want to see the Stars. So he'd be right there on my list, obviously. So as far as excitement, because there's some teams that you look at. like Again, I think LA Kings play fantastic hockey. But Anze Kopitar's 35. Drew Doughty's 33. Philip Deneau's 30. Yeah, they brought in Fiala. Yeah, they brought in Dubois. But it's like I've kind of seen this movie for some time when it comes to their primary players. The the lesion of eight-year contracts through this flat cap has caused a little bit less player movement. Speaking of not making a trade, it's hard to make some trades right now. We've seen kind of the same stagnant teams across the way. Like the Washington Capitals, they've had a nice understated offseason, and I'm excited for them. But again, it's it's Ovi, it's Backstrom, it's Kuznetsov, it's Oshie, it's Mantha, it's Wilson. That's the group. It's been there a while. It's it's feeling a bit stale. Yeah, the, the Penguins go get Carlson. But, you know, we've seen Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. There's some staleness to me happening around the league. So some of the premier teams, you would say, hey, that's a good team. They're exciting. It's been a bit stagnant. Who are you actually excited to watch, and who do you think will be exciting? And one of the reasons you change the channel, be like, hey, this guy's on, or this team is on. Who's topping those lists, 650, 650? Uh, I'm going to go with Columbus, the team we talked about yesterday, just because a a certain element of you know the Babcock effect and just will this team actually figure it out, throw in Fantilli, here's Patrick Laine, here's Johnny Goudreau, does he reclaim some – balance to what he had for his career. You're talking team-wise? You're talking team-wise rather than individual? Yeah. Look, whatever makes you tune into that team, I'm just saying, like, which teams stand out to you? If it it is an individual, like, what player is driving you to watch that team? Well, I was going to say, when I thought it was individuals, Mm -hmm. and everyone knows where I'm going with this, Yanni Gord, I'm just, like, can't wait. But since you changed the topic, (laughs) and now it's teams... Uh, unfortunately, or players look if, if it's one player, I like, know one I'm going off. Play. I'm going off Yanni. One player's got to play for a team. I hear you. I was all over Seattle. Yanni Gordon. Now I'm off that, so I'm going to say Chicago Blackhawks of all teams because of Bedard. Mm-hmm. He is the person I'm most interested to see how he performs, how he fits in. Can he lift? And I don't expect him to lift the Hawks to any level this year, anyway. But what? Can he do out of all the teams in the National Hockey League because of that one player? Suddenly, I really want to watch Chicago play and I want to see them live so I can see this guy with uh, your Edmontons, though, mm-hmm. when you throw into because there's dry shuttle, there's so much stuff going on in Edmonton and all that stuff. You might want to throw Evander Kane at you and those guys, but uh, and Colorado is pretty exciting club and the so much going on in Colorado. Even Colorado's like, look, Landeskog's out, McKinnon McCarr, obviously, a blast. The Landeskog thing is just like. Very unfortunate. Like, wow. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Really? And and look, McKinnon and McCarr are such highlight reels. Wow. Uh, so so maybe they permanently stay on the list, but again, it's... it's They're still on my list, but yeah. that that you do bring up a really, like... So some newness. I, I like season? The, I, I like the newness effect of seeing what... 
the next emerging stars, I guess, is, is also part of this too. And that's where Bedard fits in. And Columbus, there's some elements there of reclaiming, like Line A. He should be one of the best goal scorers in the league, but we just don't see it on a prolific level. I'll throw another team at you here. And and, and the where, where I'm going with this too, in totality with this topic, is I, I want to throw the Buffalo Sabres in here. And Tage Thompson was fantastic last year, doing it again, uh, showcasing that, uh, you know, one season wasn't a fluke. He actually improved on it and closing in on 50 goals. Uh, but certainly they're a team that's also going to be exciting with uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Is he going to have another goal-scoring streak, a guy who's going into a contract year as well? But those three teams that I kind of just we, – we, we pitched to each other here, Columbus, Chicago, Buffalo, all three non-playoff teams. Are, are, is, is some of the teams uh, losing the – Those are the ones are getting the studs yeah, out are, of the draft. Are, are we losing some of the allure of, of the – Teams that have led the way for the or for, uh, for the NHL. Well, those are the you know you get used to things mm-hmm. too, right? So I mean, I'm so we're so used to the Oilers and the Colorados and the whatevers and the Tampas that and and Ovi and Washington. It is funny how you can get spoiled and so used to them. Yet these other teams, some of the bottom feeders, they're the ones that are drafting the stars, the upcoming stars mm-hmm. that we're very interested in for obvious reasons. Whether it's the Hughes brothers all over the league and what's going on in Jersey and Buffalo as well with Jack and the boys and. Uh, so, well, I, Jersey's I, the only one where I look at as far as a a playoff team from last year. And again, I'm removing Edmonton from this, but really, like New Jersey's the only one where I do want to watch more of their games to see what it looks like. It looks like it'd be fireworks show. But Boston, they've had so many changes. Bergeron, Krejci are out. I'm not that intrigued. Toronto, look, as far as it goes with Toronto, it just comes down to April for them. Do I need to see Matthews put up 50 goals? Not particularly. I, I we we've been down that road now. It, judging them is just strictly upon what they do in the playoffs. Tampa's done it for so long; they can be exciting, but they're kind of the grit and grind team all of a sudden. They're they're the poster boys for it. Jersey's the one where I look at like the the Islanders. They're another you know wear you down team. It's it's not necessarily exciting for eighty two years or uh, for eighty two games. It's been about. It feels like eighty two years since they've been. <laughs> Exciting. Same for the Canucks. Uh, yeah, there's where the young guys are going. So I'm very interested to see how all these Hughes brothers, are they the Sutter brothers of our era mm-hmm. where they just keep popping? Are there any more? Are there four more of them? But uh, those are the teams that I would look at that I really would be interested in. And the ones we're kind of used to, yeah, it's the, the bottom feeders are sort of like I find more of an interest. I have no interest at all of ever watching the Leafs, frankly unless they're losing in the playoffs or just missing. And the other team, so I'm, I'm Chicago for the Bedard reason, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you another one, which is one I am uh, excited is not the word, but quite interested, intrigued to see what the Canucks mm-hmm. are going to do. They, they sneakily might be on this list. Next year. Like, I don't have them still as a playoff team. I just have them as, yeah, how much more can Hughes do? Can Hronick come in here and make a difference? Are we going to see another full great year out of Demko? What's going on with the guys up front now? Bo's not around. Patterson's just a guy you could watch each and every night. Have they tweaked enough to have these? Is Besser going to, I mean, there's all these things. Like, Is Besser just going to continue sort of to morph down from a second liner to a third liner, slowing down more and more literally on the ice due to the injuries? But I'm very Quite interested the talk it factor. I'm quite interested to see with the changes they've made on defense too. To be honest, yes, I'm interested to see from a local angle. But if you were asking someone in New York to name their teams, I don't think the Canucks are on their list. But they're on mine. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think it's a good shout. Certainly in the in, in the 
top five, top six discussions as far as teams that you'd be intrigued in. I'm kind of intrigued with Minnesota, to be honest, just to see mm. not necessarily what happens on the ice, although Kaprizov is so much fun to watch, but how does it look when your team is dealing with uh, 14 million of dead cap? 14.7, the Parise and Suter buyouts have finally kicked in at $14.7 million. How do you figure this out? I'm intrigued. I don't know if it'll look great on the ice, but at least you got Caprizov, at least at least you got Boldy, uh, some emerging uh, young talent too. Uh, Brock Faber shows up there and looks fantastic. Uh, is that a team that you look at and just say, I, I want to look, I want to see what it looks like when you decide as a team to have one arm tied behind your back? I've never found Minnesota a sexy team. They're, they never are in any way, shape, never. or form ever. They've just been the wild, but, but kind of hovering around. Caprizov has showed up and at least, uh, yeah. Made it a bit funner. For so me. I don't have them on my list. But uh, text in yours, 650, 650. There is some Pittsburgh love. Uh, this one's saying. Uh, well, Tanger. that'll be very interesting, obviously. It, it, it feels like it's last dance. like the, the Totally. Post. But it's. Totally. All those guys I are now. Years mid, to go still. Mid, uh, it's not got, the last dance. Well, you just, had th- once I'm into all these guys in mid 30s now. So yeah. it's like you get three to. Depending on if Crosby has five years of life. You have three years of. Of eliteness left in you. Well, Sidney Crosby's three got, to uh, me is to me three to me three years left or so ish yeah. like type from for your core. That's last dance for he, me. He's got two years left uh, on his contract. Age wise, I'm, I'm thinking age wise. Mm-hmm. This is like when you uh, request the last dance at the, at the wedding. You're like, hey, can you play this one? We'll end on this one. We got three songs left. They've put in the request, <laughs> but it hasn't played yet. We're just waiting for it to get to the I last. I just think dance. you're so close to the. You're you're late. You know, you're walking up the seventeenth green right now. Anyway, mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh, you got another full hole to play. And if you wanted to say, okay, the sixteenth green, you got still got seventeen and eighteen to play. But Crosby's thirty six. Malkin's thirty seven. You're starting to get some aging guys in there. Somehow Jeff Carter's still around. It's like ridiculous at 38. But uh, not as exciting as Latang's 36. The young guy on the block. Where Carlson's young guy at 33. So the core guys. If I want to look at Crosby and Malkin, basically, and you do have some other guys floating around there at lower levels, but they're all closing in on 40. I don't know how old you are. But once you get to a certain 37. age, 30, 37, yeah. 47, 47. Mentally. So you're 47. You're thinking 50 now at 47. You're not <laughs> thinking 30. Or at 37, you're not thinking 35 anymore. Yeah. You're like, I, I'm thinking 40, and 40 is pretty blooming close. So this is, well, you're on the 17th fairway anyway with these. I believe they teed off on the 17th <laughs> hole. And uh, let's see if they spray it on the woods or can keep it in the fairway for another year with this, uh, with their caddy now. Coming up, this young caddy at 33 years of age named Eric Carlson. Uh, Bick Dazar and Brooke that, Ward. That's you, today. that's me, that's us. We're in us. Doing it. Uh, Doing the hours. damage. Doing the damage, man. I you know, I always love that phrase, but I never say it because like, I'm not stealing a Brooke. No, you go. You go with that. you got to create some Bickisms, no not Brookisms. Nice one. Uh, one more segment to go. Hours have flown by today. I know. Chiming in the texting box as well, 650, 650. Uh, we'll do it one more time. Tracy Sandler will join us on the other side. Going down to San Francisco, what are the 49ers up to in camp? How good is Brock Purdy looking coming off that injury? Had some struggles in camp, but they are doubling down on Purdy mania. More on the way. Wrapping up the show before the Jays and Phillies coming up here on Sportsnet 650.
final segment of the People Show today with Vic Nazar, Brooke Ward, coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Get your thoughts in 650-650. We will, uh, you know, we're sitting here talking Seahawks some days. People got mad yesterday, Brooke, uh, me and Reach. Did they know I was coming on today and that <laughs> got people upset? Did you? Sorry about that. Me and Dan Riccio, noted Seahawks fans, uh, talking some Seahawks stuff yesterday. They're like, ah, overrating the Seahawks. We're like, you know what? To provide balance for it all, uh, we got to talk about the 49ers, who we, who we know are a fantastic team. Uh, but we're going to tour the NFC West uh, over the next couple of days and weeks and the rest of the NFL as well. But let's connect with uh, Tracy Sandler covering the 49ers beat writer. Tracy, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. Thanks a lot for giving us some time. I know it's busy with uh, training camp and preseasons and everything, but I uh, want to get a scope of what's happening uh, for the 49ers. And uh, look, they've been so fantastic for so many years now. Uh, Super Bowl run in the past, didn't make it, but the expectations, I imagine, just keep rising for uh, what this franchise should be trying to accomplish under Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely, and this team is very focused on winning a Super Bowl. Um, so, so going into this, like we, we've talked about the um, quarterback situation, and and I've been noted on these airwaves like, hey, I really like Trey Lance, but it's clearly not working there. Uh, through camp, um, Brock Purdy uh, is returning from his injury. How has he looked coming off that injury? He looks great. He he looks great. He looks the same as he did before. He is their undisputed starting quarterback there, and they've been really very clear about that from the get-go that if he was healthy, he was the week one quarterback and he came in ahead of schedule and he looks the same as he's looked. So um, they're very happy with that. And yeah, he is, he is the guy. So the only battle at quarterback is for the backup. And that really has been the only battle the entire time. And, and for you, who's in the edge right now? Uh, Sam Darnold is the backup. It's a little bit hard to say, to be honest, we're going off one preseason game and obviously the four netters coaches have, a lot of uh, tape from practices over the last several weeks. If you're going off the one preseason game, yes, Sam Darnold certainly looked better than Trey Lance. So in theory, that would give him a little bit of an edge. But I, if we still have a couple more weeks before we would really have that solidified. Uh, so what else kind of hangs in the balance through training camp and the rest of the preseason for this team? Because there's, there's been so many established stars. You can throw in Nick Bosa, Armstead, Fred Warner. Like What hangs in the balance for this team right now is trying to solve what the roster looks like through these next three weeks. Well, you bring up Nick Bosa, and currently he's not here. You know, mm-hmm. he's still, They're still wait, awaiting the contract extension and, and him to sign the contract extension. So. That is something to keep an eye on. I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. Nick Bosa will be here. They will get it done. But thus far in camp, he has not been there. So, you know, that's obviously something just – I only say to keep an eye on because everybody wants Nick Bosa back as soon as possible. He will be there soon. I think the other thing that's kind of come up in the last several days is the nickel cornerback position. Uh, they – Went into training camp, and I think the idea, at least what we thought in the media, was that Isaiah Oliver was the presumptive starter. And defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes kind of said as much, but he had a he had a rough game on Sunday. And this week in practice, we've seen them mix it up a little bit, bringing Diamador Lenore inside, uh, putting Ambry Thomas on the the outside corner to kind of see how that works out. Diamador Lenore has that versatility, so I think that is an area to certainly keep an eye on because 
it may be that Isaiah Oliver does not end up starting. He still has practice at nickel, and he still has had practice with the first team. But it's interesting that they're kind of shaking it up a little bit and trying a few different things. Tracy Kyle Shanahan said recently that uh, Brock Purdy would have to melt in practice <laughs> to lose his number it has one. Been hot. Yeah, but <laughs> I will say that. Has he melted yet, or how's Brock doing? He's not. I mean, I almost melted today and in Vegas, but Brock has not <laughs> melted. Brock is Brock is doing great. I mean, he had a couple picks today, a couple near picks, but you know that's really what training camp is for. And Kyle Shanahan said certainly you don't want to be throwing interceptions, but training camp is the point for him to kind of let it rip and try out a throw and see how it works. But honestly, he has looked the same. The velocity has been the same. The confidence is the same. His ability to move about, you know, move around, his mobility is the same. You really wouldn't have known that he just had this elbow surgery in March. Does he see and how much playing time this week? We actually asked Kyle Shanahan that today, and he said he has not decided yet. This is the first week where Brock has had his, um, originally the last couple weeks, he's practiced two days on and he's had one day off. This is the first week he was cleared to practice three days in a row. So I don't know if that will have any effect on it. But Kyle Shanahan said today he hasn't decided on Brock or really on any of his starters. We really didn't see any starters play the other day because they'd had the joint practices in Vegas. So kind of TBD on that. I would imagine if he plays, it will be very little because there's no reason to chance that. It's a bit of an emerging trend across the league, just not play your starters in preseason. Um, come week one, we're expecting full go for Brock then uh, as he slowly works his way back? <laughs> oh, he's 100% week one. Yeah. He's 100% now. So, yeah, he will definitely be 100% week one. Uh, who's the like the, the emerging star then from, from camp uh, so far? So there's a rookie, an undrafted rookie cornerback by the name of Deshaun Jameson who's been getting – a lot of attention and who's been doing really well for San Francisco. So he's one emerging star, another emerging star. And this is my Michigan bias, but I think it's not just my Michigan bias. He's played well in practice and had a good game the other day is wide receiver, Ronnie Bell, who was Ray Ray McLeod out with a broken wrist. Originally the 49ers said about eight weeks. There was some talk the other day, could Ray Ray be back week one, but it is a long shot. Ronnie Bell has a real opportunity to step in as the returner and make this roster, but he's had a really, he's had some good catches at wide receiver in practice. He had some really good catches on Sunday. He had one bad play that where the ball went through his hands and into the waiting arms of a Raiders cornerback. And Shanahan said that was probably his best route. So it was unfortunate, but all in all, Ronnie Bell has looked really good. So I would say those are kind of the emerging stars of Sean Jamison and Ronnie Bell. How good can they be? You've touched on this already, but how could, do we get the Super Bowl rings right now? Tracy, how good can they be? Well, I think the thing with, you know, August is there's so many things that can happen between now and August. Right at this moment in time, I think that the 49ers and the Eagles are the two best teams in the NFC. And if they were playing the NFC Championship game this weekend, my assumption it would be the two of them. Now we're going to have injuries and all kinds of other factors come into play, but this is a Super Bowl roster. They went out and got Javon Hargrave that bolstered an already exceptional defensive line. If Brock Purdy continues to do what he did last year, and I do believe that he will, you have Christian McCaffrey, who now had a whole offseason with the playbook as opposed to coming in midway or a little less than midway through the season. This is a very, very, very good football team, and they very well – they should be Super Bowl contenders, and assuming they can stay relatively healthy, 
and get off to a good start, I would not be surprised to see this team in the Super Bowl. Not that we uh, need fantasy predictions from you, Tracy, but we need a fantasy element as people prepare for their drafts here. Uh, just, you know, Christian McCaffrey, people are going to be sitting there like, hey, first overall, what, what, what do I have to do? But when he joined the team, it's not as if he had an off season. Now that he's had a full off season, will the role change at all? Will will it be you know Mitchell heavily involved, or will it be hey we give up all these draft picks for this guy? He's our number one guy, and he's going to touch the ball a ton. He's still their number one guy who's going to touch the ball a ton, but they are in a unique and beneficial situation in which they do have Elijah Mitchell that takes some of the load off Christian McCaffrey, and Elijah Mitchell's going to see the ball a lot too. Right now he's he's injured. They're hoping to get him back in the next few days, but. You know, that's another guy who, and if you're fan, if you're doing fantasy draft picks, and I will preface this with, I am terrible at fantasy football. <laughs> I like to think it's because we all I'm are, Tracy. Much. We all are. Probably not it. I'm, I'm like, I'm like embarrassingly bad, <laughs> embarrassingly, but that's okay. So I don't know, but I, you know, Elijah Mitchell will still get a lot of touches. I think you'll see J.P. Mason, Ty Davis, Prices come is out a really good camp, and that's the thing with the Kyle Shanahan offense. They use a lot of running backs. Christian McCaffrey is their number one guy. Absolutely, but they are probably in a somewhat enviable position that he can get a breather and they can give the ball to Elijah Mitchell and he can do fantastic things. And I think that is going to be true of Jordan Mason and Ty Davis Price as well. And then at the wide receiver spot, is this kind of the year where Ayuk emerges into the spotlight and says, like, hey, you took me in the first round. That's why I'm going to finally be the guy in the receiving core. I mean, I think so. He is coming off a thousand yard season. So I think we could argue that he certainly had that last year as well, but I would say if he plays honestly three quarters of as well in games as he's done in training camp, this could be just an incredible season for Brandon Ayuk. It doesn't mm. seem to matter where the 49ers throw the ball. If they if the quarterback throws it in the general direction of Brandon Ayuk, he's going to catch the ball. And don't forget he is going up against the league's probably number one defense. So it's not like he's you know going up against a bad defense and it'll be so much different when games start. Of course, it will be different, but he's looked so spectacular in training camp. I mean, I just kind of can't even imagine where he's going to go this year. Before we let you run, Tracy, uh, kind of a, a side door question for you here. I don't know how close uh, you, – you're busy enough, obviously, with the 49ers. Uh, but the Jaguars and a quarterback who used to play in British Columbia, Nathan Rourke, threw this incredible touchdown pass – on the weekend. Are you familiar with Nathan Rourke? I'm just curious whether he's making any name for himself across the league. Is it a name you've never heard before or did you catch that or what runs through your mind? I didn't see the touchdown pass. I've heard the name. I'm not super familiar with Nathan Rourke. If we were talking during the regular season, then I probably would be more familiar with him, especially since the Friars are going to be playing the Jaguars in December. I think it's December, but uh, I'm not super familiar with him. During training camp, it's kind of all 49ers Definitely. all the time, and I just don't don't have the bandwidth to pay attention to everything <laughs> else that's going on. But now I will keep an eye out. Plus, like I said, the 49ers play the Jaguars this year. So Well, they, they, it, he's got a lot of hoops to go through to make the team, but uh, Google the TD, and Bick told me, don't ask her that. She's... <laughs> She's following the Ford, and I said, I just want to find out if that that touchdown pass that was so huge made its way through Vegas, as an example, and I know the answer, so thanks. Well, you can always ask me. I'm not afraid to say if I don't know something. Fair it's, enough. It's okay. We can't I, know everything. You sound, like you, you sound like you know everything, though, so. 
You sound like oh, well, you, you, you sound like you think you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, Tracy, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you're not following already, at TracyFGSN uh, on socials. Uh, we'll uh, catch you uh, hopefully soon as a 49er. Certainly going to be playing right. the Seahawks. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. It's uh, Tracy Sandler joining us. Uh, mentioned the Nathan Rourke play. God, I forgot to ask her about what kind of food they serve in San Francisco. Ah, missed opportunity. I know. We were talking earlier about the buffet yeah. in San Francisco and how that compares. Yeah, but, yeah, the Nathan Rourke thing. Dude, been, that play, like, I'm, I'm oh. still watching it. It's, it's, it's It still doesn't look real. Amazing. Just yeah. amazing. The strengths. The leg strength, too, once he's almost pulled down two times and he's got guys yeah. wrapped around him, the fact that he's just holding himself up there with the leg strength enough to get everything on that touchdown pass. Incredible. It, it was the footwork, and I mentioned this yesterday. It's just like the eyes. It's more about like the composure, mm-hmm. right? Because look, someone's bearing down on you. I'm going down if I was him. I'm well, a, it's I, over. The play's it's over. It's done. And you see, look, you see real quarterbacks. Someone breaks through the line. It's like, oh, I'm going to drop the shoulder, minimize the impact of this yeah. hit. You might see that from like a nine-year veteran. It's like, hey, look, it's preseason. I'm still going to be starting. QB1 will be fine. But when you see the guys that are fighting for spots, that's what you want to see. Yep. Hey, I'm going to take this guy on. In an uncompromising position, QBs don't always know where the hit's going to come from. Battle through. One, two, three. Fourth guy's trying to drag me down. Feet are still good. Eyes are still downfield. Everything's composed. And that's a trait. Like, I know we, we harp on, like, size and arm strength and all these things. Look, the fundamentals of the position are, are you focused on what the play is? And can you get the ball there? Yeah. You're Doug Peterson, your QB coach. You look at that and say... That stands out. He uh, he dazzled the coaches, certainly, with that. And he had a run for a touchdown uh, of about 20 yards, 10, 20 yards, whatever it was. He had a run end around, basically, and uh, scored a touchdown in the game. So he used his legs. He walked into the into the end zone, basically, so it wasn't under a lot of pressure. But he sold the play. And the uh, touchdown pass, if you haven't seen it out there in, in our listener land, just Google it. I can't believe you haven't seen well, it. Well, if you were at the Lions game, you would have seen it. At the Lions game, I heard the it was uh, Don Andrews doing the PA along with myself. Uh, he does the main PA announcements, and I do the play-by-play PA announcements to drive people crazy for three straight hours on every play <laughs> at the game. Yeah, sorry. That's me and Alan Alda. And, uh, and like he, t- Taylor he, Swift there. Yes. And he has, it's me. Hi. Yeah, and he had said to me, you should see this play. So the game's going on, and in between Lion plays, he's showing me this Nathan Rourke play. Well, then the Lions made a terrific decision to actually show it on the scoreboard. And uh, Don, with his own script, just said, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Rourke. It was so beautiful. It was like, it's five words. It's so beautiful. Just boom. It's all he needed to say. They ran the highlight. Everyone in the stadium was who knows him thoroughly from last year on their feet. And the Lions. Players reacting. The Lions sidelined was uh, Adams and others was going, whoa. It was really a neat moment. And frankly, in the second half when the Lions weren't really doing a lot offensively, that was probably the best offensive play <laughs> we saw in the second half of the game. Uh, and it just brought everyone to their feet, the players included, and uh, impressed the coach, said he hadn't seen anything like that, certainly in an exhibition game before. He's got a lot of hurdles to try and get a backup position mm-hmm. on that team uh, or hold the clipboard as a number three. I don't know how deep they'll even go. 
uh, in the uh, NFL. Yeah, the, the, the move nowadays is, is yeah. two QBs. But like with the new rule, yeah. uh, you can have a third QB hanging around, uh, hanging around on the roster. But we'll see because he's got people to beat out there. But yeah. it was an incredible play. And I, watching, I, I thought, watching this guy evolve with BC has been something, yeah, too. I, I've said this before. I thought he chose the perfect spot. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Trevor Lawrence here. You're never going to get a starting spot there. But it's not just about like, hey, getting to be QB1. It's I want to establish myself in the league. This play is going to go a long way to help you because now you that play, yes. you've done one thing that every coach has now seen in the NFL. Definitely, like, it's not just like oh, that was a nice you know eighteen yard crosser. Everyone that, knows who Nathan Rourke is now. And they, now it's like they want to know is that a one of yes or can he do it again? Now the Trevor Lawrence thing, he got his playing time here, but I'm on the side of going well. You're not going to see the football unless he gets hurt all season long. So sure. why is that? How are you showcasing showcasing your talents if nobody's seeing you except your own coaches? That's true, but I, I really like that he chose the the stable environment. Doug Peterson's going to be there for a while. They've married Doug Peterson with Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have that guy in your corner working on the development. You choose a spot. It's kind of like college football recruiting. You're like, hey, coach, I'm going to the Big Ten. I'm going to Michigan. They could just as easily be like, hey, Jim Harbaugh leaves. Now you're like, oh, I came here for you, coach. It's like, well, yeah, look, I got my chance in the NFL. I'm taking that money. Coach could get fired. Any number of things change the perception of how a, a team views you. Love that he chose Doug Peterson. He's going to be there for four years. Not that you need four years of development, but, no, but- you've got that guy's ear now for a couple of years. You get to work on it behind Trevor Lawrence. You this night might not be your final stop. Well, it could be schooling behind. That's him. And that's like, the move. Now nobody knows me, but plant they, the, the seeds. coaches plant know the me, seeds, and yeah. it's I'm going to do this for a couple of years, and then I'll find a spot on another team and develop behind. Trevor And when you Lawrence. do something like you did in preseason week one, everybody knows your name. Now it's just like, hey, if they keep him on the roster, and look, CJ Beathard's yep. a fine NFL. He's been in the league for he a threw while. He for about 140. I didn't see his final stats, so completions yeah, to uh, whatever, but 100 and something yards, 150 yards, ran for a touchdown, threw for another of so far the play the play of preseason of the nfl preseason good luck to week two trying to top that one yeah which maybe people say you know people will pay attention next time he gets the football anyway hopefully watching him develop with the lions really neat because Mm -hmm. behind mike riley a couple of years ago i didn't really know him and i was asking guys is he a quarterback and they were saying yes and then when Riley retired, then I was really, are you sure he's a quarterback? Yes. Uh, and I'm a wait-and-see guy. And, yeah, he was a quarterback, mm-hmm. man. He's terrific. So I didn't want to see him leave. And I, frankly, was hoping he would not make the team. It could make his way back into mm-hmm. Canada. But there's other teams in the league who would take another look at him, too. So he's gone He's gone for a while, maybe forever. 650-650. This one, look at the journey of Kirk Cousins. Could be the same for Rourke. Now, that was a third-round draft pick. A little bit different for NFL entry point uh, for Kirk Cousins. But sat behind RG3, waited for an opportunity, and injury prevailed. Uh, and he got his chance in Washington, goes catches in, in Minnesota. So that part of it certainly stands out as if something happens. Yeah. Um, they not, go through a lot of quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL these days and, and the CFL. It's not that he's got to beat out Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He's, he's got to be, beat out C.J. Beathard. Yeah. And now opportunities might come from that, and you link yourself up with the, a good coaching staff. But, yeah, I, I will say again, good luck to uh, – Everyone in week two, because if you're if you're a player in Tampa Bay and you're like, hey, Nathan Rourke's doing that. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, if they're watching as they are, obviously in his uh, uh, throughout training camp, if they're seeing good signs from mm-hmm. him throughout training camp, never mind the game, just good composure and signs and this and that and whatever, and think this is a guy that can develop and step up the ladder, that he's not at his peak level right now, and they've seen the work ethic and they've seen what he puts into it and how smart he is or how he runs or how he handles things. 
if he's doing anything in training camp like he did on just that one play, never buying the bootleg for the touchdown, but just that one play, if he's doing anything like that, certainly not under that kind of pressure. I'm not suggesting that in that kind of physical activity in training camp. But if they're seeing him with the arm, with him this, I think they also had a bucket exercise. I might be wrong, but they had a bucket exercise 35 yards away. They took two uh, mm-hmm. of the black buckets, put them in the air, and uh, I believe it was Rourke. I saw a highlight of recently of – a drop in the bucket. Now, I don't know how many chances, but he nailed it top dead center like Steph Curry on a three throw on a on a three throw on a three on a three, <laughs> three pointer. Throw, yeah. Thank you. I mean, for Steph, uh, it's uh, three throws. Well, it was not, you know, but he dropped it in the bucket. So stuff like that, and the leadership that the Lions say he has is a leader here, bigger leader here than obviously he gets the opportunity at this point in the NFL as he's kind of following the leaders. But if he's if they're seeing those kind of habits, and then he makes those plays. Uh, he'll might be around for a while down there. And here's the thing, too. So the Jaguars are a really sexy team this year, right? Everyone's kind of focused. Number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. They win a playoff game. Now that like that organization's ready to take a step, they'll get some prime time love as well as far as to you know showcase them. They'll have a couple of uh, standalone games in London as well, but I think they have four uh, prime time games as well. But you know at some point there's going to be a shot on the sideline and be like, hey, remember preseason? This guy did this. To rem- let people know who don't know, yeah. Yeah, if, if there's a moment, just be like, because th- there's downtime in football games. Yeah. There's downtime. Like, hey, the highlight of the preseason. This guy made the roster. Remember this? Another way to raise your profile. I don't want to see anything happen with Trevor Lawrence, obviously, injury-wise. If mm-hmm. it happens and Rourke happens to be the number two and gets an opportunity, terrific, because I want to see him play. I do get the feeling, though, that I'm going to have to wait a couple of years and be patient before mm-hmm. I'm seeing Rourke playing regularly in the NFL. So wherever they're playing, London or whatever, I'm expecting not to see much of Nathan Rourke. But if this is kind of a honing your craft, a schooling for him for a couple of years, then Brooke is going to have to wait a couple of years to see Nathan Rourke taking regular snaps behind some guy bent over in tights in the National Football League. Uh, they are Jaguars Saturday, 10 a.m. Uh, against Detroit. That's the next preseason stop, so you'll get a chance to see. If you're a coach, you want to get him back in, don't you? Yeah. To the court. 100%. I, I want to see him again. Uh, all right. We are getting ready to leave, but uh, just again, a reminder today, Pirate Pack Day. Oh, go get it. Try to top Pirate Pack Day at White Spot, any day at White Spot. Today, Pirate Pack Day, $2 from the sale of each kids and, and adult Pirate Pack. Yeah, if you're over 10, they're not going to ID you today. Uh, you can uh, help out, donate two, two bucks uh, to Zajac Ranch for children every time you get a pirate pack. Two bucks going that way. Get more details at whitespot.ca. Again, they've raised nearly a million dollars, uh, 889000 for Zajac Ranch through the years. Hundreds of kids uh, getting to enjoy that unforgettable camp experience. So stop by, get one of those. Uh, we're talking about uh, half a million pirate packs sold through the days. Hmm. Through the years. And I don't think. Contribute today. I'm not sure if White Spot has yam fries or not. <laughs> but I. They must. Who doesn't know it is? Because they're traditional, they though. It's legendary. Like yam fries, really? They, they might. But I would just say, just have the fries. And as Ron Toygo always tells me, if you see a picture of the blueberry pie, you're going to want to have the blueberry pie there at White go. Spot. Toygs tells me that all the time. But uh, yam fries, they're not fries. They're yams that have been fried. Thanks for indulging us on the yam fries content. Fried yams. The barbershop content. Not French fries. They're not. The Tupperware content. Make it stop. Everything today. Bick Nazar, Brooke Ward. We've done it here on The People's Show. Big shout out to Ben and Lena helping out put it all together. And you 
I'll be back at it tomorrow with Dan Riccio and myself, Bick Nazar. 650-650. We'll see you then here on The People Show on Sportsnet 650.